Craft Beer Radio, episode 212, on May 2nd, 2012. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where we are boiling with anticipation on the Fahrenheit scale yeah, about these beers. Yes, That's yes, it's going to be a, a hot show. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. Episode 212. Get it? All right. So we got a couple beers tonight. A little bit of a hodgepodge show. Some things we picked up at the store. Some things we've had in the cellar. And uh, where's the bottle opener? Uh-oh. Need that. Okay, so our link to our last couple of shows is this one. This is the Hitachino Nest White Ale. It is a uh, Belgian white. Produced by Hitachino Nest, which is... I think they're, I think they're in... I mean, I know they're in Japan... I don't know where their brewery actually is. I think their brewery is in Japan, but they they also produce in Hong Kong. It's uh, the Kiyuchi Brewery. Is that a yeah, that's town? Japan. Is that a town? Uh, I think so. Maybe in Kiyuchi. So this is uh, brewed uh, with coriander, nutmeg, orange peel, and orange juice. Uh, orange juice? Huh? Yeah. Hmm. Nutmeg. Interesting. So it pours uh, slightly cloudy. Definitely a white ale. It's a very uh, light yellow, uh, pale gold. Yeah. Looks like a white ale. Smells a little, bit, a little bit of coriander in the nose. A little bit of orange peel, I'd say. Has a bit of a, of a bitey, grassy texture mm-hmm. uh, smell. To it's good. Yeah, yeah. We uh. Oh, the nutmeg is coming through now. I didn't realize this was their wit beer. Uh, when we did our witch show, where I probably would have grabbed it, I thought it was their the white, white rice ale, which is also really good, really interesting. It has a kind of a sake like flavor because of the the fermentation yeah. of the rice. So you got this at Giant Eagle, huh? Yep. Uh, that's cool. I wasn't. Oh wait, no, I did see them on the shelf here. I, uh, they're relatively new to the Pittsburgh market. They've been in North America for a while. They've been over in Philly for a couple years, but brand new to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. It's a good summer drinker. Yeah, it has that the, the addition of orange juice. You know, certainly eliminates the need for putting any fruit in there. It has certain, uh, you know, it's it reminds me a little bit of, it, you know, it's very juicy. It reminds me of something like a Rattler or a Shandy or something like that. Almost like you know, like there's some lemonade in there. Um, the spicing is well done. Coriander, you can taste. It. I guess yeah, the nutmeg's coming through. It's kind mm-hmm. of more of a nuanced thing. It doesn't really scream nutmeg like. You know, drinking pumpkin pie beer. The but second sip, I got even more nutmeg. So, I mean, it, it, it's not... It doesn't have, like, clove features. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have quite that much... Oh, you're right. Second sip. A little vanilla-y, vanilla-y or something yeah. coming through. Mm-hmm. It's... Um, I like it. I think it's... Uh, it, it's it's a... It's a very flavor-forward beer. Mm-hmm. Um, for for a wit, for wit beer. Which usually... Um, I mean, a, a, a beer like... Like Hoogarten kind of revels in in the subtlety of it all, and mm-hmm. and sort of the uh, a mellow orchestra playing in the background, and this is very front and in your face, but not as say in your face as like Southern Tears Super Coriander Blast. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you mean um, not Southern Tears uh, Southampton? Yeah, Southampton, yeah. yeah. Other side of New York. Yeah. 
<laughs> they both start with S. It's close enough. <laughs> They're both New York breweries. Yeah, this is good. Um, I, I dig it. And, you know, I got those ingredients uh, upstairs to make a wit beer. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm... I saw when I did a Google search um, recipes for this beer. So. I don't think I'm going to throw it up making it this time, but it might be an option for another wit beer. I wonder, do you... I guess you just put whole nutmegs in because if you turn it into a powder, it would, it wouldn't work. You could um, because so really, I, what you want is a nutmeg oil. You don't want nutmeg powder. Yeah. So you what I was oil. what I was thinking is maybe you would maybe coarsely grate it, put it in like a, a fine mesh bag, and put that it in kind of dry nutmeg it you know, instead of dry hop it, dry nutmeg it. Mm. That could work. That, that'd be my that first might be guess. too strong. I, I don't think you'd want to boil it. I don't think you'd want to use it in the boil part. But I'm not sure. I guess maybe you could. Homebrewers, where do you add your nutmeg to your beer? We can look at the recipe. Oh, okay. Yeah, let Good. me look it up right now. Stall. Well, you're, I'll, I'll talk about Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week while uh, you're looking up the recipe. Uh, last week was Pittsburgh's inaugural Craft Beer Week. And, and I suck because with my life, my kids, and my job right now, I had no time to contribute and organize or plan anything. But I did go to a few events and um, had, had a pretty good time. Uh, a lot of good beers were on tap this week. Uh, there was a bunch of collaboration brews that uh, local breweries did for Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week. Uh, East End and Penn did a beer called Cheeky Yinzer. I saw it listed as a British IPA at Piper's Pub. Um, when I had it, not knowing what it was, I would have called it a wheated Weizenbach. Um, you know, like you know, have your wheat. You know, you have those wheated IPA or those, uh, yeah, like a wheated IPA, like um, uh, oh. not. I'm trying to bring think. in anything to mind. Uh, why am I drawing a blank on the three Floyds? Uh, the, everyone's screaming at the microphone right now, but my head is empty. The uh, the cat one. The, the, the oh, Gumballhead. Gumballhead. Yes. Um, so that's a weeded IPA, and I, I I'm a fan of weeded IPAs. And tasting this, it it tasted like a wheat bock slash IPA. But hmm. but when I saw what it was officially like a British IPA, or at least that's what Druid Pipers wanted to call it. Uh, Piper's Pub had four casks going. Oh, my God. Are those beers delicious? I went to a uh, Trogues night down at Blue Dust. The beers were good. Better was the food at Blue Dust. They had smoked seafood uh, sampler platter. They had smoked oysters, smoked mussels, smoked shrimp, and salmon. And yeah, wow, yummy. I would have to say, like, I'm not a huge fan of shrimp. Like, the best shrimp I've ever had before this was kind of a sea. Like, no, I don't love shrimp. But these smoked shrimp, oh my god, were they good? Shrimp, here's the problem with shrimp. It's really, really easy to overcook them. And anytime you get them in a buffet or anything like that, they're they're always overcooked. They're they're rubbery, old, tough. Mm -hmm. Uh, Flavor gets leached out. Uh, If you... They're a little like eggs in the sense that if they're perfect in the pan, they won't be perfect on the plate. I see. Yeah, just barely undercook them on the pan, and they'll they'll cook up enough for residual heat. I see. Um, it's not quite like a scallop because a scallop you kind of want it to be basically raw in the middle, mm-hmm. and you don't really want that with shrimp. You want it to be cooked through, but just, just barely. barely yeah. Right. 
Yeah, so the the smoke stuff at, at uh, Blue Dust was amazing. Also, always cook shrimp with, with the peel on. A lot mm. more flavor. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm trying to think. What else? I don't want... Well, you got your information, so let's. I'll talk more about okay. Beer Week if I need to fill more time later. Uh, this is based on a uh, brewery visit. So this is you know, real okay. information from the brewery. But uh, so... We'll get right to the nutmeg. The nutmeg is ground nutmeg that is added to the boil. Here's some yeast for you. Okay. So, there you go. Both of our expectations were thwarted there. Mm -hmm. Ground nutmeg added to the boil. boil. Okay. Uh, The malting in this uh, American two-row pale and wheat and white wheat malt. Uh, 62% American two-row, 38% white wheat. Uh, Boiled with... uh, The hops are pearl and U.S. golding. Relatively... Mm -hmm. Uh, not very high alpha hops. Uh, White Labs Belgian Wit Ale yeast is the yeast they recommend. Okay. And they add uh, coriander, nutmeg, and orange peel to the boil. Okay. I was wrong. You boil this stuff. Excellent. So I added, we added uh, some of the drinks to the bottle to see how it changed the flavor. Uh, it was actually kind of too late. I was almost done with mine. Like, I had like half a sip mm-hmm. left when I remembered about it, so... It's better without the yeast, I think. Better without the yeast. I think the uh, I think it's cleaner, and gives more of an interesting flavor. So, um, yeah, now we have some big beers coming up. Yeah, we got two smoked beers, so we're going to do the one that's not smoked, even though it's still a pretty formidable beer in its own right. This is the double chocolate stout from Fort Collins Brewery. Ooh, it's uh, eight point something percent alcohol volume. <laughs> They have a they have a scale and it's just a little bit above eight, so I guess it's probably eight point one. Well, when you learned in chemistry class, you were always supposed to estimate to the next digit, right? So, eight point one five. Well, if it, if if eight's written on the scale, uh-huh. then you're supposed to do the tenth of a percent. Well, what I learned in physics was that the same sort of thing, which is that um, measurements are meaningless if you don't have an error bar. Okay. So I'd say this is 8.1 plus or minus 2%. 0.2%. Gotcha. Uh, 48 IBUs plus or minus 3%. Um, <laughs> it's hard to tell when it's in that part of the scale. And it's available through February. So there are probably still some bottles... If, if Fort Collins delivers to you, there's probably still some bottles flying around, really flying around there. I think I got this because it was the last one available. I know, there's no scale on the bottle, so it is 8.1%. Oh, okay. There you go, you're accurate. Uh, aside from the 8.1% and saying that it's brewed in uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, USA, yeah, we're looking at a bunch of marketing speak. This yeah. is the most decadent creation ever crafted in their brew house. It may be true. You know, that's... Th- that I can see. I mean, that's not necessarily my you know. If they say it's the most decadent creation ever made in North Carolina, that's probably false. <laughs> Imperializing an already flawless brew. Now that's marketing. See, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that their um, their regular stout is flawless. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Big roasty aroma on this. It almost smells like it's smoked. It's so. The the chocolate malt in there is just so roasty. It, yeah. There's a bit of a smoke coming off of there. 
a lot of a lot of chocolate, as you might expect on the nose. I don't know whether it's all chocolate malt or, or actual chocolate. They don't have any information on their site, which is too bad. I really wish. I mean, you have the website. Mm-hmm. You might as well put information on there for people who want it. Yeah. I mean, called a double chocolate. Well, I mean, that's exactly what um, Brooklyn. Brooklyn calls theirs, which isn't a chocolate. This one? This one has chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely has chocolate. It, yeah, has, I mean, it has kind of a Hershey's bite to it. A little more complex and better than, than Hershey's, but I mean, there, there's the first thing it tastes was kind of that sweetness. Mm-hmm. Then the hot bitterness comes through and adds to the... Excuse me. Adds to the equation. Mm-hmm. I like it. And that first sip there. Yeah, it's not too sweet. It's not too syrupy. It's a decent drink. It has a nice kind of viscous quality to Mm -hmm. it. It's got some, yeah, some good bitterness, bitter notes in there without getting too overtly hoppy without, but it, it, it does successfully mellow the sweetness because I think without it, it would, tastes like chocolate milk yeah the temperature on this thing right now is probably about 48 degrees or so yeah it it tastes like it's a little closed closed off because of the temperature so i'm gonna work on warming my glass here good idea good idea so anything else about uh, pittsburgh craft beer um i went down to bocktown uh for a sly fox tasting and they did a neat thing uh they called it beer meets grill it was a tap that was (laughs) That is awful, and yet I like it. <laughs> it was a tapas thing. perfect pun. It's awful, and yet you like it. Yep. It was a tapas thing where they had three beers paired with three little tapas plates, and you really didn't know what you were getting, but there were some pretty good pairings in there. They also had, we were already talking about scallops, they had scallops done with this Sly Fox sauce or something. It was a... Uh, $10 appetizer. I ordered it as dessert, and it was delicious. The bomb. I love scallops. Scallops cooked right are one of the most amazing seafood. They were cooked right. And and the, the, the beer sauce thing that was done with it, 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 it was really tasty. You know what really upsets me? When people wrap scallops in bacon. There was a... Uh, you know how the Harris Grill has bacon night, right? Yeah, yeah. So Shiloh Grill, their their sister restaurant up on Washington, on Tuesday on Bacon Day, they had a flying or a, a dogfish head bacon beer dinner. Right, so like it was your worst nightmare. I'm sure everything was wrapped in <laughs> bacon. <laughs> I said it before, I'll say it again. I really like bacon. I understand why everyone likes bacon. Believe me, bacon tastes great. But you're missing out on the other flavors the food can bring you if you wrap everything up in it. Yeah. Uh, Piper's Pub went there, had some of their great beers that were in cask. Um, What else did I do? Um, Went to Luciano's and had some 21st Amendment. I'm forgetting one place I went to. Oh, well. Oh, no, I already talked about that. I forget. I, like I said, I didn't get to do done for Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week because I was busy being a dad. Hopefully next year we can uh, do something Craft Beer Radio sponsored. Yeah, we um, we had some time off. Basically, Jeff was busy. Uh, I was busy. Last week we, there was a chance we could do something, but I was I actually got sick. 
So that kind of mm-hmm. put the kibosh on that. So we're sorry that we've been so not not fearing. <laughs> we're trying. It's hard on both of us. Yeah, and uh, you know, gas is expensive. Gas so, is very. So if any of you guys have been tinkering with, you know, sending us some some PayPal. Well, what about? Donations. I mean, your your former coworker with his. Uh, this is more of a pre-post show thing. Mm-hmm. But your former worker, he, he, Jeff, had a former coworker who tried to increase his gas mileage by putting some sort of special oh the hydrogenator. hydrogen generator. Yeah, no, he, he never finished it. He didn't, you know, just as what we expected. That mm-hmm. was a long time ago. But uh, yeah, if, if anyone is uh, contemplating subsidizing, helping, <laughs> helping, Please. helping Greg get up to Cranberry, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Please, it, it's. It, as it is, it's it's a minor amount compared to what I spend every day going to work. <laughs> it's half the drive to work. Twelve dollars a year. That's all I'm saying. That's the minimum donation. It works out well. <laughs> I mean, I I would be much happier if you like some of our super fan listeners, and you'd be you'd be included among this if you've donated us a beer. Send us beer. <laughs> That's the best way you could help out the show. Well, you know, you can use money to buy beer, Greg. Yeah, but we there are beers that we can't get here. Yes, yes, you're you're true. Now we're starting to pander and beg a little too much. So let's get on with these right. this Fort Collins double chocolate stout because they do make a regular chocolate stout. So this is the imperial version. Mm-hmm. Oh, you already downed yours. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit more left. We got a bomber here, so mm. it's it's about. A third left, but I'm going to save some room for these other beers. We have another bomber and a, another big beer. It's um, it's nice. It has uh, again, it, it's just very nicely balanced. Mm-hmm. You get the sweetness of other chocolate. They they put some relatively not bitter chocolate in here because the bitterness is is extended by the hops and not by right. the chocolate. And you also get some yeah. astringency slash bitterness from the roasted malts yeah. as well. And yeah, it's balanced. The sweet balances that out. It's not chalky. It's not burnt. It's not cloying. It's, it's a very good balance. You'd, if this was bitter chocolate, you'd taste more of a kind of burnt, um, acidic touch mm-hmm. to it. So it's, it's definitely not bitter chocolate. Right. It's not some like 90% cacao thing. It's, it's No, no, not at all. It's got cream in it. It would go good with any kind of, you know, dessert you would think a chocolate beer would go with. You know, I'm feeling something with, like, whipped cream on it, but... It, it has... You know, it, 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 I think it's nicely bitter to the point where it can go... It doesn't necessarily have to be a dessert beer. It can go with something meaty. It can it can work... Or, what if you... You know, you could even cook with this thing. Yeah, well, definitely you could cook with this. You could turn this into a mole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, add some spice to it. I think it would work very well. That's, add some additional chocolate, some spice. Be a good base. Yeah. Uh, you could obviously turn it into just chocolate syrup and pour it over something. But I think it's a little too, a little bitter to work with something unless it's something very, very sweet. Yeah, you turning a beer into a chocolate syrup. I think that'd be fraught with danger. I mean, it would just get so bitter. Yeah, reducing it down that much. So I mean, like if you had just if you wanted to pour it over sugar, it might work. <laughs> uh, when you know when we warm the beer up, you know fifty five or so, it opened up the flavors a little bit more. You get a little more depth into the chocolate. Yeah, so drink this one a little bit warmer. Feels a little bit creamier in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, smoky time. It's time to smoke. 
All right, so let's do the uh, the one that's okay. What do we do here? Do we do the smoke stout or the smoke doppelbock? Let's do the doppelbock first, since it's a lager. It might be slightly less. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. They're both such big beers. Oh, there's a little note under the cap for us. The cap says "Happy," which is the name of my very first pet. Oh yeah. It was a goldfish that lived for, I want to say, seven or eight years. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, days. <laughs> no. Seven or eight years this goldfish lived. Wow. Uh, it, you, Heather, or Allison's first fish lasted about four weeks. This was, this was a little fish in a bowl. It was not, you know, so super much, awesome. So much work. Getting that bowl. <laughs> This is Survivor, this fish. All right. So we got the, we didn't even say the name, did we? It was the Charcuta Rye Doppelbach from New Holland Brewery. This is their high gravity series. The smoked Doppelbach. Smoked Rye Doppelbach. Yes. It's, uh, they say it's their homage to all things pig, including Porcapalooza and the age old of charcuterie. Um, 19 degrees. Charcuta comes from, I huh? guess, 19 degrees Play-Doh, 7.75 percent alcohol by volume, uh, and I will take one word from the thing, and that word is succulent. From the marketing speak, I took succulent. Well, it smells, succulent does smell not this, refer to the beer. Smell this. Uh, that's a heck of an aroma on that. It's good. Ooh, it's it? it's smoky. It's a it's that Bamberg Rausch malt. So it's not really hammy or anything, but it's what is it? It's just it's malted barley smoked over cherry woods. I don't know. Oh, cherry wood. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it, it smells like uh, Bamberg, but unless Bamberg is smoked over cherry wood, let's find out. It's available in a twenty-two ounce half barrel and a pig. Party pig. Huh? Mm-hmm. Nice. Which is one of those sort of it's one of those quasi keg things that Jeff has. Oh, is it a six dollar or something? Is they call that a pig? Looks like it. Yeah. I, I mean, see. just from the looks of it. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a one six barrel. Uh, dead air. I'm googling. Talk. Uh, so the it's. And it's very dark. It has some brown highlights to it. It's got a uh, tannish head, very tiny bubbles, not much of it. it. Has a very ooh, that's a yeah. There, there's there's lots of complexity to that smoky aroma. It's not just straightforward mesquite or something like that. I think the cherry wood is yeah, so the the, the Bamberg is smoked over beech wood, which is what I thought. I just. Wikipedia verified that for me. So, yeah, this is over cherry. So it's not what I initially thought, but it's a similar similar aroma. It actually, let's, let's see if I can describe how it's different from your typical Bamberg. That's a good idea. You're more experienced in that manner, so I'll leave it to you. I would say it's less cl- uh, that, that clovey, hammy meat. I say there's less of that. It's a little more um, campfire, a little more wood smoke than that. But I like it. I really like the aroma on this thing. Greg's quietly trying to uh, blow his nose. 
I am dripping. It's not good. <laughs> this is kind of one of those air freshener beers. I I really don't. I'm, I I'm enjoying the aroma so much that I'm not anxious to take a sip. Keep enjoying that aroma. That's my <laughs> suggestion. And yeah, I just took a sip, and um, actually, the aftertaste is better than that initial. <laughs> Taste, which was just really different, really different from what I was expecting. You kind of expect the smell to carry through to the flavor, and it doesn't. It's a smoke bomb. It's sweet. Really sweet. It kind of ends, though, on a nice note. Ends on a, on a, a nice kind of uh, apple-ish note. But when you that that first sip was something that surprised the heck out of me, because that's not what I expected. Let me take another sip here. This is one of those. Um, this is not the first time I've had this beer. I've had this beer before, and I didn't really care for it. And uh, I think I'm going to have to uh, continue my opinion. I'm like not. Looking forward to taking that second sip. I mean, it doesn't taste bad in any way. It's just the sweetness and the smokiness. It's just too much. It's overpowering me, and it's it's not it's it's the opposite of drinkable for me. It's a very powerful smokiness, and what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to prepare my tongue for it. I'm trying to think charcoal barbecue. So I think that my tongue is sort of prepared for sort of the essence mm-hmm. of that. And you get a lot of that around. You get a lot of mm-hmm. charcoal. In the center, though, it tends a lot more towards sweet. Right? It tends towards this um, almost but cloying, it doesn't, it doesn't taste, cherry type flavor. Right. It doesn't taste like a Bach. It doesn't have that melanoidin Bach flavor. Yeah. It has this sweet, candy cloying flavor to it. And that's where the beer breaks, I think. If it if it went into that sweet Bach melanoidin type flavor, I could get it better, but it doesn't go that way. I it think goes... you're right. I think that the smoke is interesting, but yeah, it, it it's it's too it's too far sweet. It's too far pushed into that sweet direction. And one of the beers I had down at the Trogs thing, where the smoked seafood was, was their scratch. It was either 59 or 60. I can't remember which one was which, but it was, um, they called it, what did they call it? They, I don't remember what they called it. I would have called it a Maybach. But what it was, you know, they just moved the brewery to Hershey, right? From Harrisburg to Hershey. Their first batch of Sunshine Pills at the new brewery didn't turn out quite right. So they blended it with some Troganator, and they made that the scratch 59 or 60, 60, I think. And they did the blend just right, so it had this very balky flavor to it, but it was a lighter beer, so it actually came out like a Maybach. And, you know, that, you could tell right away that there was some decoction in there, some, you know, some, some real Bach flavor, which is completely missing from this beer. Yeah. It's funny, this is New Holland, Michigan, and when I drink this beer, I think of sweet tea. I think of very southern, extremely sweet peaches. Uh-huh. On the grill, right? I think of a very, very southern sort of sentimentality with the flavors here. You get a mixture of very high sweet with a lot of smoke. It's a shame. I mean, I hate saying it, but I don't like this. 
I don't like it very much either, I gotta say. We don't have a dump bucket. We don't have a dump bucket. We're going to have to pause because our dump bucket was growing a science project from last <laughs> yes. time. Oh, um, we can use the pitcher, I guess. Here, let's fill up our glasses and use the pitcher. Right. We have a pitcher of water always to help us, um, well, to help us uh, drain the... Well, it's to cleanse our palates yeah. and to dilute the alcohol. And now it's useless. Now it's water mixed with beer. It's uh... so when I saw you know you brought this beer a couple weeks ago. When I saw you picked it, I was like, "Oh no, I don't like that beer." Well, but I was optimistic that I would like it this time, and I went in tried. You know, I'm pretty sure I went in with an open mind, but. The point of this show is not just to drink beers we like. Yeah. Well, we tried it again. Yeah. I've had it on two occasions now, and I've had the same opinion both times. It's to analyze the beer, and, and mm-hmm. whether we like it or not is, uh, is part of the show, right? So Okay. So, I think we found our last beer, unless this one really sucks. Uh, so this is the, the final beer, maybe, of the night. There are more options if we, we want. Have, we can always extend the show. We can. For 212? Why not? Yeah. Uh, we got time, right? <laughs> so I have a bunch of Weyerbacher anniversary beers in the fridge. I had this grand plan of getting Dan Weir back and Chris Wilson on the phone and doing this vertical tasting. Um, but I'm busy, and I never did. And it would have been a train wreck anyway because all these beers are over 8%. Right. And I have like six of them or seven of them or whatever. It would have been a horrible train wreck. So this is the Weyerbacher 15. Smoked Imperial Stout, 10.8% ABV, 12 fluid ounces, brewed in Eastern Pennsylvania. It's a Smoked Imperial Stout. Guess the IBU at 10.8%. Yes. Uh, now you're expecting a... Uh, 94. Wow, that's that's higher. I, mean, I, I think Imperial Stout, I'm probably in the 60 range. Well, it's big alcohol, big smoke. I figured yeah. there was need a lot of balance. So where's that? 86? 80. 80. 80. Okay. Also, you asking the question made me probably... Think high, yeah. Yeah, made me think high, too. All kinds of psychology in there. Very, very dark. Only the tiniest highlights around the corners. Oof. Another smoky room. Not as smoky as the last one, but there's some kind of apple thing going on there. Do you get that? Yes. Um, apple pear. Mm-hmm. Sort of a fermented pear. It's surprising considering there's alcohol in here. A lot of alcohol volatiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, 10.8%. That's pretty high. Flavor. It's not that huge train wreck of, of mouthfeel. That we got in the last beer with the sweet and the smoke and everything. It's it's more subdued, so I need a couple of sips to come down off the ledge. The only thing I tasted in that sip, almost the only thing, was acetone. Really? Mm-hmm. Nail polish remover. See, now I smell all the nail polish remover. My first sip, it, it, um, I tasted some interesting things, but... Psychology. The, the words yeah. mm-hmm. and the memories are too far detached to put them together. 
I'm not sure about this one. Good thing it's a smoked imperial stout. <laughs> Cover up all that acetone. Yeah. This has, um, at least the other one, I think that was a the flavor they're going for. This one, I think this is, this, this beer has some issues. This is pretty flawed to me. There's, a, there's a, still a lot of acetone coming out of this. I'm not getting what I wanted to get. I'm not getting what I expected to get either. <laughs> At the end, it comes through, but the front flavor is this big acetone hit. Maybe we sat on it for too long. I, I did a search Weyerbacher 15 just to see what I could find about it. Rapier, 99. Mm. I want to see how old it was because I'm I'm not sure exactly which anniversary they are on this year. Um, well, I mean, there was the the stuff on their website. The comments were in 2010, so okay. not that old. At most, two years old. I'm unfortunately not impressed. <laughs> It got a ninety on on Beer Advocate also, so it, it was it, a very good beer. I, you know, yeah, I don't think that this is what they intended. I don't think this this is representative of the beer, and and as such, I don't think I can I can include it in their ratings. See, I'm not getting blown away by like a big acetone bomb. Let me switch and see up. See if there's but a difference. I'm having a hard time figuring out what I am tasting. I. I it just seems so much more subtle than the last one that my palate's wrecked. Yours is better. Yeah, yours is a little hotter. That's um, what's the word I'm looking for? The bottle had certain. I poured yours first, I think. Yeah. So the top of the bottle was rotten. The bottom of the bottle was better. Yeah. <laughs> Weird how that works. Maybe we gotta like do this slow rotation of the bottles before we pour them, right? <laughs> kind of gently to mix it up. Mix so, them up. So we just get it right there. Yeah, but I can't drink the rest of that. That, that was just your enough. But yeah, the, your sip was better. I wouldn't call it a ninety percent beer. But then again, anything high alcohol gets high ratings on these sites. Yeah, and rare. Yeah, and, and you can taste the rare. Yeah, it tastes like acetone. <laughs> so I'm not ready to rare. dump this. I'm gonna save a little bit there. But I guess you want another beer. Replacement beer. Proxy beer. Exactly. Good thinking. Let's pause. Good idea. All right. We are back. I hope you didn't have to wait too long there. Uh, looking <laughs> through with the- it's, it's pretty quick yes, for them. That, that was the irony that I was trying to uh, joke about. The um, Fail. <laughs> Looking through the fridge, and there's a bunch of um, subtle, complex beers that would probably be wasted on erect pallets right now. So, uh, pulled out something a little more robust. We got a black chocolate stout from Brooklyn, and this is uh, winter 2011-2012. So, this is the current vintage of the beer. Do you want to do a? Did you open it yet? Hmm? Turn it around a couple of times. <laughs> Very lightly. <laughs> there we, go. we did the the loop de loop, so there's no uh, sedimentation in the in the beer. All right, the Brooklyn Black Chocolate Stout is 51 IBUs, 
ten percent alcohol by volume. You see the difference there. The other one was eighty. And this is fifty-one, and the difference in alcohol is not that much. Twenty-one point seven degrees Play-Doh. If you care about this kind of stuff, three hundred twenty calories. Um, available October through March, so two months ago. You'll probably still be able to find it on some shelves. Malted with American two-row caramel, malted wheat, and a blend of American roasted malts and barley. So a bunch of a bunch of malts, whole lots of them. Willamette and American fuckle hops, and uh, there you go. That smells better, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've had a fresh black chocolate stout. I usually buy some and put them away for mm. my, you know, my rotating vertical that I keep. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to try a green, you know, almost brand new black chocolate stout here. I'm also trying to warm this up with my hands. Yeah, it just, came out, of the just came out of the fridge. So let's, let's spend some time warming things up. Savers coming up. So that'll be fun. Yeah, that's uh, pretty late, right? It's it's June. It's uh, June. I think it's the f- like the end of the first week in June, like so June sixth or so. I think I think it is. How much did the uh, Mega Bus cost? Um, I think we paid on one one way cost more than the other way. I think it averaged out about forty dollars a person. Right, I'll pay that by me just drive down. Okay. Yeah, I might. You know, since. I, Heather wants me home, you know, early. I might take Megabus back and, like, not make you get up and hit the road early. Maybe if you want to stop your parents or whatnot, we could do that, too. Yeah. Maybe I'll ride down with you and take Megabus back. That's not a bad idea, actually. That's, um... Yeah. But Saber will be uh, a whirlwind. We've got two sessions again. We'll be recording probably 12, 12 uh, events and... Uh, Oh, I wanted to mention, speaking of Saber, because somebody asked me, um, Sean Roto asked me if he wants to, if he could be part of the Saber festivities. Oh. I don't know. I don't see why not. Who's that? This guy, Sean Roto, twittered me. Oh, okay. I didn't, I don't think I got that one. No, he sent it to me. Oh. Um, I changed my Twitter name. Oh, did you? What's yes. your Twitter name? It used to be GM Weiss, which, very, you know, I mean, it's... My first and middle initial. It's uh-huh. not easy to find. So I changed to CBR Greg. Oh, okay. I figured if you So want, that matches your uh, draw something. Yeah, it matches. Yeah, yeah it, you know, I'm starting to use that more in some places. So I figure, you know, it's a good way to find me. CBR Greg. So yeah. he's I mean, just Jeff Bear. I couldn't get Greg Weiss. There's so many Greg Weisses. Ridiculous. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm impossible to Google. You're very easy to Google because okay. there are not very many Jeff Bears at all. I mean, Bearer is a. American made name. Yeah, yeah. It, it was invented at Ellis yeah. Island. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are like 8 trillion Greg Weisses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, we can talk about the uh, the business of, of Saber Offline. But yeah, we got a couple people. So maybe we'll uh, let Sean and, and JD will, will help us out. Um, go from there. But yeah, it'll be a good time. And uh, let's see. I won't leave Greg at the event, and Greg won't. You know, spike my drink, you know, give me some uh, drugs that'll make me pass out. <laughs> I think we're even now. I, I blew you off the one year, and you made me black out the next year, so... It was near the end of the night, though. <laughs> <laughs> happens in Washington, D.C., stays in Washington, D.C. That, that was a very fun night. <laughs> I had a lot of fun that night. 
I, I had liked, a lot of fun with Last Saber. Last Saber was a blast. I liked the first uh, two thirds that I recall. Yeah. <laughs> I remember sitting at the church key, ordering a beer. Grace like, here, try one of these. I'm like, it's DC. It's like Vegas, man. Why yeah. Not? Next and thing, and I swore to you, I'd take care of you. Yeah, yeah. And I did. And and yeah, he wouldn't let me go. Like, <laughs> I guess I was trying to tell Greg, hey man, all my friends are at RFD. I want to go to RFD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> let me go to RFD. All my friends are going to be there, man. Greg made sure I was. In bed, sleeping before he left my room. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I have ever used prescription drugs without my own prescription. Don't incriminate myself. It wasn't a big bad drug. It was a benzo. It was <laughs> nothing crazy. Gateway man, it's a gateway yeah. drug. That's why I'm hooked on coffee at work now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Anyway, back to the Brooklyn, because we just went down a way not main show. <laughs> Very strange tangent, yeah. Way, way not a tangent not made for the main show. No. <laughs> this is what you miss if you miss the post show. So either you like <laughs> it or you really It's like, don't it's like, like it. a free weekend on HBO. We're giving yeah. you a free weekend of the free post show. I like it. <laughs> so, um, as you might expect, the, the green uh, black chocolate stout is considerably greener. It has more bitterness is coming through it's it's yeah um, it, it's not so much hoppy but then it kind of is right it, yeah it, it doesn't yeah but it's definitely definitely a, a bitter um it's a bitter thing. it's a little bit of a bitter piece the the you know when this has years to age those hops mellow and it becomes really delicious and we've had you can listen to the black chocolate stout show which was i don't know 205 or something like that and um you know, an example of, of mm-hmm. how good it is when it's when it, if you have just power to keep this in my superpower of saving beers in the cellar. And I know you scoff, but uh, that is better than Captain America, if you ask me. <laughs> Dumb shield. <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, black black chocolate stout ages very nicely. Um, Better, better ones. You know, like thinking about favorite Imperial Stouts, Great Divide Yeti. Yes, and for the price point, Yeti is dollar for awesomeness. I think Yeti is tops of my list because I mean it's relatively inexpensive and fresh. It's fantastic. Aged, it can be even better. Um, and then they got all the they got the oak, they got the chocolate, they got the coffee. You know, see, there's and like they, it has you know personality disorder too, where you can get all kinds of different kinds of of yetis. That's a good one. Yeah, I think uh, yeti is one of the one of the good one of the really great imperial stouts out there. Bell's Expedition used to be one of my favorite beers ever, but it's been a long time since it's really wild me. Um, maybe Old Rasputin from Old North Rasputin's Coast. very good. That one needs a little bit of time. It, being West Coast is kind of a hop bomb up yeah. fresh too. And uh, well, Storm King's too hoppy. It needs a bunch of years to melt. If you like an adjunct, and then yeah, Founders, you can't go wrong with Breakfast Stout. Yeah. Well, they make an Imperial Stout. Their Imperial Stout's fantastic. I don't know if I straight had Founders it. Imperial Stout. I think no, I did have it. I think it's Saber, not Saber. <laughs> it's not Mad Max. I was out there. No, the one. straight Founders Imperial. I had a uh, real quick rat tail. I think people will enjoy it. Rabbit hole, whatever it is. Um, had a Founders Imperial Stout in the cellar, and I knocked it off the shelf, hit 
the floor. The bottle did not break, but it popped the cap off. Beer flew everywhere. It hit the ceiling. It was all over my shirt. And all I'm thinking of is like, oh, such an awesome beer. So like, I'm like grabbing the bottle and drink, like pouring it into my mouth and like sucking up the foam and stuff. <laughs> Fantastic beer. And now you can get that here. You can. I, you don't see the Imperial Stout around very often, but yes, you can. All right. I think it's time to rank and write and wrap up. I have, I have a confession. Okay. At work, somebody gave me two bottles of Alpha King, and I wanted to bring some in, but I had to you drink it. drank them. it. I had to. They were so good. <laughs> Is there any good beer shops across the river in Ohio there? No, it's it's from, um, I guess, a relative of his lives oh, out there. Okay. Because in Ohio, they do have three Floyds. So really? right across the river, if there's any good beer shops. I'll, I'll look, because right across the river is... Um, some town without and I'll look yeah I mean you're like you know vintage estates all the way up in Boardman which is not close to where you work but if there's a beer shop across the river West Virginia has that stupid 3.2% law so you have problems getting beer in West Virginia mm-hmm. but crossing the river you might be able to find something good three Floyds um, even the brewery is available in Ohio really yeah Vintage States has the brewery. I will... Uh, yeah, how far is Vintage States? I mean... From where you work, it's... Man, we are really not on topic. Let's rank the beers. Talk about this in the post-show. Okay. Uh, it, it's my turn to rank first. So uh, that means that, Jeff, you get to write. My number one beer of the night. Uh, I'm going to go with Hitachino Nest. <laughs> I mean, I just think it was it, it was exactly what I you know what I wanted from from a white ale. I mean, maybe a little uh, a little stronger the flavors, a little you know not not quite. I mean, I think the uh, garden is still better in terms of subtle kind of beauty. Yeah, it. It, yeah, it's definitely more beautiful. But this one was delicious because it had a bunch yeah. of stuff going on. There. And and you know it, it it compared well to these very strong flavored beers. It, it held up well in mm-hmm. comparison. And yeah. it, I think it was probably the best of the night. Uh, my uh, number two is um, hmm. I hesitate to put the black chocolate stout as the number two simply because we kind of threw it in there at the end. Um, Why not? If you liked it, you liked it. I really did like it, but also a little bit inebriated, so that may have something to do with it. <laughs> um. But yeah, okay, I'll call it Black Chocolate Stout number two. I mean, it, just, it was it's delicious. It's Black Chocolate Stout. Uh, it it is, gets even better with age. So if you can if you can stand it, save a couple. Drink mm-hmm. them a couple of years later. You will uh, be in, in beer heaven. Double Chocolate Stout for Fort Collins gets my third vote. Uh, nice, chocolatey, lots of good flavors there. That's all I have to say about it, and that's kind of the reason why it's third. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't there? There was nothing so awesome about it. It's not a wow beer. It was just good. Yeah. Fourth, the uh, char charcuta rye. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's it, it it it's it's tailored to a southern sensibility, and we don't have that. I know some of you may think Pittsburgh is kind of southern. <laughs> We're not, and Pittsburgh isn't really. The middle of Pennsylvania is. Pittsburgh isn't. 
And uh, I, I don't think I can even successfully rank the 15. I simply was not getting the beer that was intended. All right, so I will agree at the top where the Hitachino uh, White Ale was was good. Dug it. Um, the 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 orange juice, the orange peel, the coriander, and the nutmeg. The spices were all very well used. It yeah. was not a gimmick, and that's why I liked it. It was kind of a summer refreshing drink, kind of like a shandy or a Rattler. Um, if it wasn't crazy expensive for being a Japanese import, I would drink a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But that's why they have that homebrew recipe that Greg pointed out earlier. You can make it yourself. And Jeff might. Uh, and I might, but it won't be my first whip beer. Because I'd rather have something like Hoogarten than, yeah. than this. Um, number two, I am going to put... Will you write those then? Yeah. yeah, sure, why not. I'm going to put the Fort Collins second. Um... Greg put the Brooklyn second, and we mentioned how it was green. To me, it's still a little too green, a little too hoppy. It's not what I'm looking for in an Imperial Stout. On the other hand, the Brooklyn chocolate double chocolate stout was very drinkable. The, uh, not Brooklyn, the, the uh, Fort Collins double chocolate stout, yes, it was very drinkable. Um, not the most clump, not the most Excuse complex me. beer in the world. But enjoyable. So number two, number three, Brooklyn. Number four, I'm gonna put the Weyerbacher number four because while it wasn't perfect, it was a lot more drinkable than the New Holland. The Charcuterie just not for me. Insanely sweet. It doesn't taste like a Doppelbock at all. Yeah. That's true. That was really because the sweet Doppelbock flavor that Melanoidin. It's it's a deeper. I don't know how to put it, but it's it's a bready sweetness as opposed to a sugary sweetness. And this had the sugary sweetness and doesn't work. That's what I got. Let's wrap this puppy up. (laughs) I guess that's it. Has the puppy wrapped up? Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Hurrah from the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more of their music at their website, thelightsout.com. Some people get a longer fuse. Some people's shoulders are big enough for the abuse. They never say